Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good to see you this morning. I'm glad you're here. What a beautiful 9 a.m. service we have this morning, and I'm excited that God sent you here today to be a part of that. It is possible it could be your first time with us, and maybe it's the first time you've joined us there online at home. And so we're just excited God sent you today, connected you to this house through worship today. And so we just want to tell you that. So first time guests, we love you. Faith family, would you let them know you love them? Come on, tell them that this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, do this. Grab your Bible, if you would, and go with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. Matthew, chapter 16. And if you use the YouVersion Bible app, I can just encourage you to do that right now if you use that or you want to use it for later. Um, you can click on the YouVersion app, click More Than Events, and find this message right there in the palm of your hand. And uh, save it and share it and all those good things that you do with that. But Matthew 6... I want to read verses 19 through 21 to open. And so when you've got it, just say amen. 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 Awesome. Awesome. You sound good. Amen. Verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. And if you don't know, this is Jesus speaking. He said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Come on, amen. Can we just read that together? Verse 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's do it one more time. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Man, you sound good. Let's pray. Let's talk to Father. God, thank you so much for just, oh man, loving us so much, giving your very best for us. And Lord, today we honor you and we give you praise for who you are. And we thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, you look good this morning. I'm glad you're here. And uh, today we're going to continue a series entitled, Why? And uh, whys are so important. And uh, I think it's very important that, you know, we ask questions. I mean, that's how we learn things. Amen? It's how, uh, again, we get to know one another. And so I love it. And I, I just love that, you know, during this series, we're answering those questions and we're answering questions that people may have. And I think, again, it's very important. And I, I think it's real important that we ask the right questions. I believe the right questions reveal our heart and it reveal who we are. And so I, I think it's important, like if my wife were to use my truck uh, one day to go run an errand, and then uh, my phone rings, and then I answered, and it is my wife, and she says, I've just had a wreck in your truck. How many knows I better ask the right question? <laughs> Come on now. How many knows I better ask the right question? The right question is not how my truck. 
how, how is, is the truck okay? Amen. So uh, again, we need to ask the right questions. And so it's very important. And so, and I think a good question that we can ask ourselves is, is where's our heart? Amen. Where is our heart? And, uh, and so it's very important. We know if you read scripture, you see in the Bible, man, that everything flows from that. And so all the issues of life flow from our heart. And so it's very important that we see that. And so Jesus actually does this. He answers a question for us. He tells us the answer. He tells us the answer of where, where our heart is, is where our treasure is. Amen. Now, I, I think it's very important, and we've been asking the whys and why, and today we're going to answer the question, why give? Amen? Why give? Why do we give? Why do we do that? Why do we take time out of our service to give? Why do we do this? Why do we give? Because we need to understand that giving is just so important. It's another way that we worship God. It's another way that we show what he's worth to us, his value to us. What value do we place on Jesus? And so, again, we learned this, and I told, told Louie I was going to steal this. We had a conversation on our Wednesday night discussion in the book of Luke about the widow who took two mites, all that she had, and gave over in that offering everything that she had. And he, he broke out some three T's on, during our discussion. And y'all know I love me some threes, and, and T's are awesome, too. Because you know, you know, I'm just gonna tell you. But he said, man, three T's that are indicators are where we put our time, our talents, and our treasures. Come on, where we put our time, our talent, and our treasures. It was almost my three points today, but that was his, and so I didn't steal it. Amen. And so, but I do want to do this today. I want to give you three reasons why we should give. I want to answer that. And so first, I want to just say a simple quote. I love Martin Luther, man. He said this. He says that there are three conversions a person needs to experience. It's the conversion of the head, the conversion of the heart, and the conversion of the pocketbook. And so, again, we can see who's a true convert today. And again, by again, have we given those things over? Have we surrendered those things to him? And so today, man, I want to say this, man. I always love how you guys just support me as I share and preach. And, man, we are, if you're new here, we are one of those churches. It's okay to say amen, and it's okay to get excited. So as I'm talking about giving today, don't get quiet on me, amen, because I'm going to give you just the same word today that I give you every week. It's the word of God, amen. And so just help back a brother up. We're going to have fun together. It's okay. Just loosen up. Tell your neighbor it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Amen. It's good. It's going to be a good thing. And so I love this. The first reason that we should give is because we want to be obedient. Amen. I I love that. We want to be obedient. And I believe this. I believe if we love God, we'll honor his word. It's just simple. If we love him, we'll honor his word. And we don't have to do things as a church. And this is what I love. We don't have to always constantly be putting a cause in front of your face. I talk to pastors who like, man, we have conversations to get real. And they're like, man, the only way we get our people to give is that we're having always put together like a presentation, always like casting a vision. I'm like, that's important that we know and we wear the vision here very clearly and we make that so clear. But they're like, man, I have to put a cause up that we're given to this orphanage or we're given to that to get people to give. And I'm like just sitting there in those conversations thinking, man, I think the greatest cause that we should give is because 
because he said so. Amen. And, and that's what I love about this church. You honor God and you worship him in this way. You honor his word. And so I'm just thankful for that. And I just, I just love it so much. And I've just noticed this about my life. Now, it may not be the same for you. I believe it is. I've noticed that when I do what he says, man, life's so much better. I mean, it's just, oh, it's so good. I, I get to have these conversations with my kids, and, you know, and there's some of those times in the where, again, they, they didn't honor our word, and they didn't do what, you know, was maybe asked of them. And so it was very clear, and I think this is important, that you do this as a parent. You let them know ahead of time, if they don't honor the word, what the consequence will be. All right? I mean, I think that's important. And so, again, if you're a loving parent, loves your children, you'll have standards, you'll have things in place, and that standard should be the word. And so we do that, and then we get to do this. As if, they, if they get out of place, we honor our word to them. And it's, and, it's, and it's tough, you know. And, I, and that's when, in those moments, that I don't have to get like loud as a parent. It's just real simple. I'm like, well, bro, you didn't do what so now I got to do what I promised that I would do amen but I love the flip side of that it's beautiful and what's great is this is that man when I get to sit down and I've just seen it in their life and again you know something I just love them no matter what they did all right, just so you understand that, because some people are like, well, you're, no, I ain't mean. I'm not mean. I'm a good parent. I love my kids. Amen. And I love them regardless. But there are promises that I can get to them when they are honoring what is asked. Amen. And so I love it. I was able to have a conversation uh, with one of my children. I'm just going to let you figure out which one that is. And uh, with one of my kids the other day. I mean, it's just like a shift's happening in their life. And God's doing some cool things in them. And it's just beautiful. I'm like, man, isn't life better this way? And I was like, isn't life so much better? It's easier on you, bro. It's easier on me. And it's just so good. And I want us to do it this way. I just want us to honor him. I want us to give out of obedience to him. And Jesus referred to it in our, in our text this way. He said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, I've taught this for years because it's the Bible. And I believe for us, two of the greatest things that we treasure the most. And again, it's so important. I believe we treasure our time. And I believe we treasure, again, our finances. And I believe those are great indicators. There's more. We could hang out and talk a lot about it. But I believe those are two great indicators of our heart. And I've said it this way. I said, you can look at someone's bank account, their bank statement, and you can look at their day planner. You can look at their calendar. And you can see where they put their time, where they put their treasure. Amen. And you, and you can see where those things are placed. And now I've had this. I've been in conversations, man. I've done this a long time. People are like, well, you know, that doesn't have to be. He's not talking about money when he said that. Now, again, we know there are other things. Again, talent. And there's a lot of stuff in there that we're to give. Our time again. But I have to, again, have to go back and say, well, let's look at what Jesus said. All right. Because, again, if you read on in verse 24, he just like makes it clear. So we, can't, so we can't say, well, he's not really talking about money. All right. Jesus is like, Jesus knows, man. Does he not? He just knows stuff. And so just so he answers this and helps us out, he goes ahead and, and as he speaks on in two verses later, he says this. He says, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. And you can say, well, he's still not talking about, no, hold on. He's like, you cannot serve God and mammon. 
He's like, just to make sure we know. He's like, you cannot serve God and mammon. And that is, that's the translate that it's money. Passion translation, I love how it says, it just simply says, you can't worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. All right, and so now is it not wild to me that again last week the message God put on my heart is, man, why God? And one of the things we talked about, man, that he is the one and only true God. He's the only true one. And I love this. This is what this actually said. We can't worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. Now, it's wild. He doesn't say, like he doesn't put it out there, the God or the devil, just let that. Did you ever thought about that? I was like, man, you know, you would think he would be like, say, man, God or Satan, it's me or you choose. And he's like, man, he said, man, it's either you're going to choose this one, follow this one, that will be your God, or, or, or I can be your God. And I, and I love this. I always say this. Money's a great tool, but it's a horrible God. And so, again, it, it can't save you. Man, beautiful, bro. You, I don't know if you knew, man. You was talking about that woman with the issue of blood. She has spent all she had. She gave all the money that she had and still didn't have the answer. She had used it. Again, nothing wrong with doctors and nurses. We need them. Man, you are so valuable. We're seeing it even more in the time we're living. But do you see here in this situation, she has spent everything she had. But she touched the true God. And then in that moment, it changed everything for her. And I love this. And again, it's so beautiful. And for us, man, if he's not first in our heart, he's not first in our treasure. He's not. And so again, it's just, if if you got a problem, talk to Jesus about that one. All right, because he he said that. He shows us that. And I love this because if you continue reading the book of Matthew, go about 20 chapters later, we actually get to see a picture of this in play. All right, this is where we get to see what this looks like. In Matthew 26, verse 6, Jesus is there, and it says in verse 6, and when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, so he's in this house, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil. Now this again, Jesus is about to give his life on a cross, die in our place for our sin. He's about to take everything to the cross And it says, and she took this very costly fragrant oil and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. Now, but when his disciples saw it, they were indignant saying, and we actually get to hear the quote. What, What did they say? Why this waste? Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but you do not have, do not always have, uh, you not, but me, you do not always have. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Surely I say to you, whenever, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, What this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Now, this is, this is a trip because, again, we, throughout the Bible, we see great men of God. We see great women of God setting an example, preaching the message, teaching us what it should look like. And if you read this, if you read that same story in the book of John, we get to actually hear who was the disciple that said it. 
Now, if you haven't read that, again, the one who spoke up in that moment when this took place, as Mary's pouring out this fragrant oil, giving something of great value, he does a three-word sermon right there. He speaks up, and he says, why this waste? Now, just think for a moment, man. So, like, if we, if we were able to bring Judas in today, and if he were able to speak during the Y series... That's his message. Why this waste? Because you, now again, no, no, Judas like, well, I don't know. He was wanting to use it for some good stuff. You, no, no. Remember what Judas did. He was the one who was the one who balanced the checkbook. He was the one who was the treasurer. He was the one who carried this stuff. And so again, he made a statement about we can use it for this, but how many knows what he was probably wanting to use it for? Come on. And so he says this, he makes this statement and it's like, man, you see it, an act of worship happening. And this, again, this is what it is. What is valuable to me? What are you worth to me, Jesus? And so again, we see this in this moment, this lady comes to him and she says, you know what you're worth to me, Jesus? Everything that I have, everything that I carry. And so again, he asks this man, he says, why this waste? And that, man, that, that is disturbing because, man, you, you begin to think about what all is happening in this moment. Again, he's giving now. He's getting ready to give his whole life for us. And this, again, is where we see it. It's where we're given, is, is set up for us because, again, we're showing what is valuable, what you mean to me, God. And, and this is what Jesus says. This is what you mean to me. You mean so much to me that I'm going to leave heaven and come to earth and die in your place for your sin and take upon the sin of the world. That's what you mean to me. That's what you're, you're that valuable to me. That's what Jesus does for us. But again, we're seeing it here. We're seeing an indicator of Mary's heart and we're also seeing an indicator of Judas's heart. And it's, and it's sad, if you go on, if you read the story, you know, again, he betrays Jesus 30 pieces of silver. And so it's just, it's tragic. We see the, the stark contrast between the two. We see how, what happens. We see Mary in the light of love. We see Judas in the darkness of sin. We, we see where Mary is doing this. Mary is preparing Jesus for burial and Judas is preparing him for betrayal. Wow, we, we see this. We see where now Mary is, is putting Christ, his life in preparation for death. And Judas does this. He actually helped bring the death to pass. Now, again, it's important because now what we see here is he's showing us and he's giving. Again, what are you worth? And Jesus is saying this. He's like, man, I want you to understand I'm worth far more than that. And I'm like, man, I, I love that. And I want you to see your worth and your value in him, man. And he's showing us and he's making this statement. And Jesus is the ultimate example for this for us. And he shows us this. But the question, man, why this waste? And I, I want you to think for a moment. This is what the word waste means. It's, it's like it's giving more than necessary. So, so think about this for a moment. It's giving more than necessary. When you see something of value, what's that worth to you? So he's given. And so now it's why we see this, all the others and what they were saying in that moment and what we say when we don't give God what he deserves and what he asked for in scripture, we're saying the Lord isn't worth it. 
That's what we're saying. And so again, we're seeing this. And so again, his title, Judas' sermon would be, man, why this waste? May we not let that ever be the title of the sermon of our life. May we never preach that message. May we never question those things. But we give him, out of obedience and love for him, we show him what he's valued and what he's worth. I love it. It's so important. So we want to be obedient. And I love this. The second thing, man, the reason we give, we give because we want to be blessed. I'm like, we want to be blessed. Now, some of you are like, I know, I understand. This thing has been abused. It has. Now, and it is, it's just been abused. It's a principle that many have taken. Pastors have preached it and used it. And again, used those things, used God to get money instead of using money to give to God. And, and there's just a lot of things that you've seen happen. And it's been done wrong. But it does not mean that we shouldn't want to be blessed by God. Amen. It should not. I don't think, again, it's not first on the list. I believe it should be somewhere there in the middle. That's why it's number two. I just think out there in the mix. Because, listen, if we don't want to be blessed, the opposite of that. Good job. All right. It's cursed, man. And so I don't want that. I don't want that for you. And this is why I love it. This is why we should want to be blessed. Because God wants to bless us. I'm telling you, man. I don't know if you realize how much he wants to bless you. I love it. We see this, man. It's beautiful in the old and the new. But look at Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 11, man. It, it, it's a lot of questions, and we can lay out Malachi, and there's a lot of stuff going on, man, in that, in that book. But he, he's making very clear statements here. It says in verse 8, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? He said, in tithes and offerings. All right? For, for you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. So again, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up for you the windows of heaven, pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it, and I love me when Jesus starts rebuking stuff for us, and we ain't got to do it ourselves. He said this, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And so again, we, he, he rebukes the enemy for us. And so you can answer a question like, man, what does that mean? What is income? And you can answer it by saying this, what came in? What came in? Amen. That wasn't for them. That was what came in for them. If you plant a seed, you put fruit out, you put vegetables out, that's what you want to come in. And so again, and what he gives to us, we give it back to him. And so again, biblically, there's only a couple of things that we can actually do according to scripture with the tithe. According to what we just read, we either bring it to God or we steal it from God. I know that's like, man, when you sit, but read it. That's what he said. You're robbing from me. You're stealing from me. You're keeping this again. We're stealing from a holy God. And, and nobody in this room, like during the offering back time, man, you wouldn't have come up here. Nobody would have done this. This is not your heart. You wouldn't have come up there, slid your hand in the bag, pull something out on the way. 
Put it in your pocket. And you're like, nobody. But he says we're doing it this way when we're not giving back, bringing back to him what's his. And so, again, he says tithes and offering. He says we give it to him. And I believe he just set the standard for tithing so everybody could do it. So it's the same across the board. It's the same across. You know, 10% is 10% no matter what. And I've, I've had conversations, man, and people say, like, man, we well, you know tithe doesn't really mean like 10th. And I'm like, Literally means tenth. Hebrew word for tithe is the tenth. And so it, that's what it means. And so he's like so clear in scripture. And then I've had people like, man, that's under the law. And you got to remember, man, it was pre-law before that was ever established. Abraham tithed 400 years before the law. I mean, again, there's just so much there. And this is why it's so important that we do it. Because God gets to say, ain't life better this way? He's like, man, you, you, you know, I want you to honor and be obedient because he's sitting back there, man, I've been wanting to give you this for so long, man. That's his heart. And it's not always just like, man, the numbers roll up and the count, it gets bigger all the time. That's, that's one way, but he blesses in so many ways that things that pour out into your life, there is not room enough. And man, I'm telling you, I've seen God do it and he will bless you over and over and over. And there is nothing wrong with wanting to be blessed. It's okay. I hope you do, man. I hope you're like something in you, man. Again, that I want to be blessed. And this is what we should do. We should be open to what God wants to do in our life and be ready for the blessing when it comes. And, this, and a couple of ways we can do that is by doing this, first of all, celebrating the blessings of others. That's so important, man. It's so good because, again, as we celebrate the blessings of others, I, I introduced last week a beautiful new grandbaby to the Rogers family, actually her family, but she mine too. And uh, so she just, she just didn't get my name, man. And, but this, this is what I love. Ellie, the older one, who's almost two years of age. Now, again, you see this in her, my sweet little baby, my precious girl. She does this, and it's wild. When I'm talking to Eliza the way I talk to her, It's a trip, man. She ain't freaked out, homie, yet, but man, it's a trip. She can be playing, having the greatest time going on in life, and then there's a, there's a key change, octave change when I start talking to my, to my grandbabies. I mean, the octave goes, hey, you little sweet thing, and, and you start speaking at a different, different tone. Everything's changed, and she's the only one I have talked to up until Eliza got here. Again, I did it with my kids when they were babies, but they don't remember. And so now the only one was, was, was Ellie, and now she does this. When I start talking to Eliza the same way, you sweet little thing. Oh, you little precious thing. Ellie's like, hold on, dude. <clears throat> Bro, you better. And it's why she hasn't figured this out yet. I can love them both. I can bless them both. I've actually had people say, man, you ain't going to be able to spoil that, that one like you did the other one. I'm like, watch. Amen. I'm going to love them. And, and, and I, I think sometimes, man, this happens for us when it comes to seeing others blessed. We're like, man, kind of pull back and say, hold on, man, that should have been mine. Listen, you need, you need to understand this. God's ability to give is greater than our capacity to receive. And so, again, this is what they, we need to understand. And matter of fact, let it build your faith. 
You're like, wait a minute. Hold on. If you're going to do it for him, that means, man, you love me just as much. So again, celebrate those things. In another way, man, he blesses us is when we do this, when we steward our current blessing well. Amen. When we steward our current blessing well, what we have currently. Somebody's like, man, I wish if I had all that, then I would do this. What are we doing now with what we have? And so I love it, man. When we do this, God is so faithful. So again, and he does it this way, man, and you should be okay with it. Man, want to be blessed. Don't let that become above everything else. And uh, man, you see it in Psalms. He said, if riches increase, don't set your heart on them. But listen, I believe he wants those things to increase in your life, the blessings to come in. But again, steward now what you've been given and say, man, God, it's because, man, one of the things, I want you to bless me. Why do we want to be blessed? Because number three, man, the reason that we give is because we want to do this. We want to be a blessing. Hey, man, we want to be a blessing to others. Now, this should be our heart. Genesis 12, 2, and I love this. He says that I will make you a great nation. He was speaking to Abraham. He says, I will bless you, make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. So we see a principle set in play there. He blesses us to be a blessing. And it's so good because, man, Abraham, the father of our faith, the promise that came to Abraham is there for us. And I believe, again, there's so many ways that he wants to do this in our life, but he gives to us so, man, we can be blessed and then be a blessing to others. I love this. Pastor Harry simplified this, man. He just says this. He said it this way. He said, we give to get, to give. Let us up. And then, man, it just continues. We give to get to give. And when we give to get to give. And, man, when we see this done well, and I, this is what I want to do. I want to invest in something that will outlive me. Amen. And so, again, not just something here on this end. And he says there are places that we set treasures up in heaven that we will one day be able to experience for all eternity. And we get so caught up on treasures right here that are temporal and that will pass away instead of focusing on the things that are eternal. And I love this, man. When we do this, man, we see the blessings of God on our life. And I love it. I mean, I don't talk about it this. I don't preach on it near as much as Jesus did. But man, it's just so important that we do it. And it's because of this, man, we get to be a blessing to others. I mean, it's, it's, it's so good. And I was talking, Jonathan and I were talking, our, he's our financial officer, and we're sitting there, and at just a few of the things, man, that we've seen God do, and just some of the local ways that we give. And there's, there's been, over the years, done this in many different ways as needs arise. And, man, we're not even just talking about just what's happening in the house with those who are part of the family right now that we see. We're not even just talking about, man, what's happening with the gospel going around the world, different places and the testimonies that come back. But this is just stuff that we've seen God do. We've given, you have helped make this happen, Miracle Hill. Man, an incredible ministry. I mean, I don't know if you're able to keep up on our family page when I post those that come in. And man, sharing the testimony of the life change that's happening there. It's incredible. We've given to, again, recovery centers and homes of people who are preaching and sharing the gospel. A new one is about to open up called Alabaster House. It's a recovery center for ladies. And so, man, we've already sewn into that because we want to be a part of that. Being a blessing to that hasn't even opened the doors yet. We've already started doing this. Lutheran food pantry. Man, help them feed, help them do these things. Show the love of Jesus in schools. Man, there are things, again, you've helped man make Jesus known in schools around here locally, given towards the planning of other churches. 
Man, and that's like, man, we're not just like, man, just for us. We want to be a blessing and share the gospel in many ways possible. That list could go on, man. Foreignly, we've seen, we've seen it this way in foreign missions. In Peru, carried the gospel there. Guatemala, carried the gospel there. Thailand, right now, still carrying the gospel there. Philippines, right now, carrying the gospel there. Right now, we're doing this in Uganda. I don't know if you remember, but we did this. We took up an offering, and we did this to share and to carry the gospel of Jesus and to make him known in a place called Uganda, which is in the eastern part of Africa. And, man, you did this, and we sowed into and were a large part of helping make this happen, very large part of helping make this happen. But to build a church, and not just a church, but a training and equipping center, so that pastors from regions all around could come there to that place and hear and be taught and be trained to then go out to their town and their region and share Jesus. And then they do this. They make disciples who make disciples. And this is happening. And this is going all around the world in so many different ways. And again, it's because, man, we want to be a blessing to others. And we want to be obedient to what he says. And we want to walk in that blessing as well. So again, I want to say this. Thank you for doing that. And I want to update you with this with two final things. One is a picture. If you guys could just throw this picture. Uh, I don't know if you haven't shared this. I wanted to wait and post it today or, or share it with you today. That is the inauguration celebration service of the church and the training center in Africa that we have built in Uganda. And man, I don't know if you can see it. Listen, it goes all the way to the back. People's in the balcony field right now and celebrating, man, and are so thankful for, again, what God is doing. And I want to close it this way. There's a video that was sent to us. And just want to let you know, it's not great quality. Again, they was working on what they have there. But they sent us this video. And again, it's them in appreciation and thanksgiving and declaring and declaring what's going to happen in that training center. And on that day, they preached this message and shared. I just pulled about a 20-second clip from that. And, uh, and it's going to let you know, you're not going to be able to understand them. All right? It's okay. But I believe you're going to be able to understand them. Would you roll that, please? Come on, man. Can we give God a praise offer? Can we stand to our feet and can we do this? Can we just thank God, man, that the gospel is going around the entire world? Man, we're making Jesus known in other places, not just here but abroad. Man, I love that. Why? Because, man, they're worth it. You're worth it. He is worth it. How many so worth it? And I want you to do this right now, if you would. If you would just take a moment, just bow your heads, close your eyes with me, please. And man, I just love, again, the, the, the heart for this church that you guys have, the heart for the gospel that you guys have. And many of you, you give because you trust, man, what's happening here. And you're seeing the fruit of that. And I want to thank you for that. And I just pray right now blessings over you. And I just release again the blessings of God that he has for you. And man, the gospel is happening. It's going around the world. 
And it's happening right here because of your yes to Jesus. Because, man, your willingness to give to Him. Your willingness to surrender to Him. And in this moment, a lot of pastors would take the opportunity to take up another offering. (laughs) I've been in church a long time, y'all. That's how it works. But that's not what today I want you to offer to Him. As valuable as it is, as much as that can be done with that, and as much as will continue to be done, I want you to do this to Him. I want you to offer to Him everything that you have this morning. Because Jesus said this about you. You're that valuable. You're that worth it. That I'm going to come and give you everything that I have. I'm going to lay down my life for you. I'm going to surrender all to you. And if you're wondering today what you're worth to God, everything. If you're wondering this morning, what are you worth to God? How does he see value in you? So much so that he gave his life. I want to ask you right now, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want to ask you this first of all, before we just lay down for Christians and every believer in this room who has already surrendered said yes to Jesus. If you haven't done that, I want you to first of all, man, just give your life to him. I want you to accept the gift that God has given to you. And a gift is, a, is, a, is something that's free that you don't pay for. And so again, he gave you his life. He surrendered everything to you. And so this morning, man, if you need to just surrender your life to God, if you need to give your life over to Him, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If there's anyone in this room, anyone watching at home right now, just take a moment and just do this. Just say, God, thank you. Thank you for giving your best for me. Thank you for laying down your life for me. Thank you for taking my sin and my shame on a cross. Thank you for being resurrected to full life that I may have life in you. I put my full hope in you. I put my full faith in you. I surrender it all to you today, Jesus. I give you my life and I accept your gift. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, in this moment, right now, of today, listen, if you haven't just fully surrendered, maybe there's been a couple of conversions happening in your life. Maybe, man, it's your head and your heart, but not the pocketbook. Maybe you've given the pocketbook, but not your heart. And it's possible. It happens. Maybe you've given your head. But listen, if you just want to say this and say, God, I want to convert and give everything to you. I want to give you my head, my heart, my life, my finances, my talents, my time, my treasure. God, I give it all to you, Jesus. Right now, if that's your heart right now, in this room, it's say you say, God, I want you to have all that I have right now. I want you to have all that I can give right now. Would you just right now lift up both hands and give into him? Come on, it should be every Christian in this room. It should be every believer who loves him. It should be every person who says, man, you're worth it. Father, you're worth it. You're of that much value to me, God. Lord, you're worth everything that I have. I give it to you, Jesus. Now, as the worship team ministers in this song, listen today, I want you in worship right now just to give to him what he's worthy of. I want you to give him what he's deserving of. Amen. And as you do that today, if you need prayer today, we're going to do this. I have, we have a prayer team that will join with you, pray with you and for you. If you need prayer for any reason at all, man, we're going to do this as we worship, as we give to him, as we surrender to him in praise, as we give it all to God. If you need prayer, we invite you to come. Just so we'll know, if you're watching online, drop a comment, click that Nepstex link. Let us know how we can pray for you. But let's worship the Lord today. Let's give to him today what he's worthy of.
Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org. Thank you.